right, glad you're with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. Oh, we have so much. Democrats are beginning to see this is a disaster. And I'm going to explain why we know and how we know and how bad this is going to get for them. I'm going to tell you something. I am extraordinarily pissed off at what we now have to live through. Now going into a third year of never-ending nonstop impeachment madness. The these these people on the left, these Democrats, they have not lifted a finger and that have not done a single solitary thing to help make this country safer, better, more secure, to create jobs, to create opportunities, to create a better America. This is now You know, you have to be really psychotic and sick now to be where they are here. And I'm telling you, it's hurting the country. After this shift show we had yesterday, and that's exactly what it was. And that's exactly what you're thinking. And it is. It is a it is hurting the country at this point. We now are in 355 days away from an election and they're still pursuing this insanity and this madness, you know, because they've never accepted that Donald Trump won. They tried every sneaky, dirty trick they could pull. You know, they, they, they rigged an investigation to keep this one candidate healthy, the favored candidate. They, they act like, you know, you have to bifurcate your brain. This is how sick, ugly, psychotic, rage filled, twisted your mindset has to be. If you're a member of the media mob or you're a part of this Democratic Party, you literally have to compartmentalize, bifurcate your brain. You have to abandon all reason, all common sense, all intellectual honesty and frankly, all intelligence. And you have to be willing to absorb and become the biggest, most transparent hypocrite on the face of the earth to get where these people are today. You have to say, well, we we need to not have foreign Russian election interference for examinations into it. No evidence of Trump. But in the meantime, you ignored the Clinton bought and paid for dirty Russian dossier that was used to influence the American voters in 2016. And now we also know was used to get a FISA warrant That denied an American citizen his constitutional rights, but more importantly, an opportunity to spy on all things Trump campaign transition and even the president of the United States. You got to start realize this is now hurting the country on every deep level beyond the fact that if they ever win, we got what, a ninety four trillion dollar new green deal, Medicare for all fifty two trillion, no Private insurance, no cars, no gas, no oil, no cows, no planes, and everything's free. It's insanity. But then you got to bifurcate your brain and shut it off again and you absorb that you're a hypocrite because you're going to, oh, all right, well, we didn't get Russia collusion, not even from Mueller. We didn't get the election results we wanted. Uh-oh, we're mad now. They've never gotten over that part. Then they're trying to undo the presidency, a duly elected president from the get-go. Then they get into this phony, you know, when, wait till we get to the end. One day, maybe we'll get there. Uh, maybe we'll get to the origins of the Russia investigation. But I mean, seriously, we, we, we now have you, to be a Democrat or a member of the mob. You've got to ignore the rigged investigation into Hillary, because I think all of you and me. Yeah, we'd go to jail if we did what she did, if we literally put top secret classified information on a 
on either bring it home like other people did or on a server or that you would destroy subpoenaed evidence. I think Sean Hannity goes to jail, you know, or if, or if an investigation determined Sean Hannity lacked candor being interviewed by the FBI, I'd go to jail. If I committed premeditated fraud on a FISA court, I'd go to jail. The evidence is overwhelming in these cases, incontrovertible in these cases. If I illegally surveilled, unmasked, leaked raw intelligence, I'd go to jail. If I conspired to outsource spying activities on my fellow Americans, I think I'd go to jail. If I'm involved in a counterintelligence effort that abuses the powerful tools of intelligence that are designed to protect us uh, and used it against political adversaries, I'd go to jail. If I bribed a foreign country with a billion U.S. tax dollars to force them to take an official action and fire a prosecutor who they were who's who, because my son was being investigated by the guy. You get a billion if you fire him. You don't fire him. You don't get a billion. You got six hours for zero experience hunter to keep getting paid millions. I think I'd go to jail for that. Now, we're starting out and I started this on Twitter today because I am this pissed off. And to be honest, uh, Senator Cornyn of Texas is the one that kind of put me in this mindset because I'm reading his comments about, uh, oh, we don't think we have the 51 votes to uh, cut the case off before the evidence is presented, he said. Um, okay, well, if that's true, Senator Cornyn, by the way, only one senator so far has responded. We're calling their offices. I want to know the answer to simple questions. Are you going to allow the shift sham show uh, in the House of Representatives where hearsay evidence from so-and-so's, somebody's brother's, sister's, grandfather's, cousin's, wife, nephew, niece, adopted, da-da-da-da. That, that's not evidence. This idiot yesterday, Quigley, oh, wait, well, there's many cases where hearsay evidence is so much better than direct evidence. You dope? You know, what? I mean, how dumb do you have to be? I think the American not even public admissible. needs to be reminded that countless people have been convicted. I don't convicted. want to hear it. I'm not in the mood. And, you know, but here's my question to Cornyn and every other Republican senator. Are you going to allow an impeachment trial to go forward with hearsay evidence? I want an answer to that question. I want every senator to answer it. Are you going to allow this sh shift show in the House into the U.S. Senate? Are you really going to let that happen, assuming these people are so stupid that they let this continue? Are you going to allow an impeachment trial where the accuser ha is a hearsay, not by any legal definition, whistleblower, non-whistleblower? Really? Are you going to set a precedent where the president of the United States in a trial in the Senate would not have the right to confront their accuser? Because I want answers to these questions. I want to know what's coming if these people are as stupid as I think they're capable of being stupid. Now, the there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that this this is bombed for them, not the least of which are television ratings. Uh, look, you had all three networks, ABC, NBC, CBS. They went wall to wall, 10 to four yesterday with with the shift show. And guess what? It was a ratings disaster for all three of them. Put it this way. The Fox News Channel cable news, not broadcast literally crushed all three broadcast networks, all three of them. In the case of NBC versus the Fox News Channel, more than doubled. 
or close to doubled what, the, what their number was. Million more households than ABC and CBS. This is a disaster now for TV. I told you this was going to be yesterday, what this would turn into. And as far as 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 news ratings, yeah, Trump supporters were pissed off and rightly so last night because they see this as a never ending nonstop witch hunt. You know, what a what a visual yesterday. The president of the United States. No, I didn't have time to watch it because he's with the president of Turkey, President Erdogan, who I am not a big fan of. And I don't think has been a great ally at all to the U.S., uh, dealing with serious issues involving Syria, the re- that region of the world, the NATO alliance. They've not been there when we've needed them, et cetera, et cetera. And there is, you know, I'm just it is really frustrating that they do nothing for the American people. They do nothing for the for the forgotten men and women. They destroy the lives. 13 million more Americans on food stamps, 8 million more in poverty, the lowest labor participation rate since the 70s, uh, you know, and, and the, wor- the worst recovery since the 40s, lowest home ownership rate in 51 years. That's what we got Biden, Obama. Trump comes in. We have the best employment situation since 1969. The guy checks off the list. Tax cuts done. Biggest in history. Uh, deregulation. Biggest in history. Uh, OK, I'll do the border wall this way because they're not going to help me, even though they sounded like me in the second term of Obama. Check new trade deals. Japan and Mexico and Canada and our European allies. And now a half a deal with China. Uh, energy independence. And what they want to get power so they can ram the new green deal down our throats, Medicare for all down our throats. Washington Post today, in a, you know, literally, which was pretty interesting, even for them. You have a quote, we're screwed. It literally in front of the television cameras, House Democrats, they hope to paint a clear picture of a president who sought to bribe, extort, condition or coerce a foreign government to improperly interfere in our elections by investigating his political rival. A Democratic aide told reporters privately, Democrats are confessing that their made for TV moment uh, never materialized. Uh, We're screwed this week on hearings, a Democratic aide telling the Washington Post, no bombshells, no revelations. The onus was on us to wow some people this week. Other Democrats quoted Breitbart. It was a total disaster for us. One senior House Democratic aide telling Breitbart News, too complicated. Another Democrat. This won't make sense to regulate. It doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense because they're the same. I got to slow down here because they're the same people that have been lying to you for three years about Trump Russia collusion. The same people, they were fine that they rigged an investigation to save their favorite candidate. They care about Trump-Russia collusion, uh, except they, they'll ignore the dirty dossier of Hillary Clinton. I mean, what a bunch of hypocrites. They care about foreign election interference. Okay, well, let's look at Ukraine. Because we know DNC operatives met at the Ukrainian embassy. Just read Politico, Ken Vogel, 9-11, uh, 2017. And it says, yeah, they met at the Ukrainian embassy, a DNC contractor. And yeah, they were colluding to get dirt on Donald Trump and associates. And yeah, they were effective because they got Paul Manafort that way and hurt the Trump campaign. You would think, oh, they don't care about that either. Everything is just to destroy Trump. And, you know, here they're saying, well, quid pro quos are terrible. You can't bribe. You can't extort. You can't shake down. 
Well, what is Joe Biden doing on tape when he brags about uh, we're not giving you the money? No, you fire that prosecutor. Yeah, fire the prosecutor. I'll give you the money. Fire the prosecutor. You get a billion dollars. Don't fire me. You don't get a billion. Prosecutor, he's told by everybody's investigating his son. Yeah, I think we'd go to jail if we did that. And we've identified those crimes repeatedly to people. And, and this is what it means. Do nothing for the American people. Never ending conspiracy theories and lies and one hoax after another. These sham show trials that they're putting up there with a compromised, corrupt, coward, congenital liar, a fact witness by the name of Adam Schiff in the case. You're going to now it's all hearsay. There's no direct evidence. Neither one of these idiots yesterday have ever talked to the president or anybody close to the president. Well, I think my aide might have heard another conversation. Well, the person that supposedly heard the conversation said, uh, yeah, the president said directly, I don't want to quid pro quo. Oh, OK. Well, I guess that doesn't work either. And I am saying that this is hurting the country. And at some point, this has got to stop. You know, I guess the only way we're going to stop this is in 355 days. We're going to have to suck it up. We're going to have to suck up more smears, more lies, more conspiracy theories, more abusively biased coverage. We're going to have to suck up the smearing, the besmirchment, the slander, the libel, the absolute psychosis that is the Democratic Party and their friends, their allies, the mob and the media. But I'll tell you, if you love the country, you can't love watching this this shift show uh, every day unfold. It's hurting the country. And I want to hear from U.S. senators today. It's all on Twitter and we're calling your offices. And I want to know if you're going to allow hearsay. If you're, not, if you're going to allow hearsay to be presented as, quote, evidence, if this ever gets to you. I want to know if you're going to allow a trial without somebody having the right to face their accuser. Simple questions, John Cornyn. I'd like answered. And by the way, Senator Burr, and frankly, Senator McConnell, Lindsey Graham's the only one that answered. He said, nope, I'm with you. I agree. We're not going to change what has served this country for all of these years, a constitution and a rule of law, uh, just because we want to we don't want to be uh, disliked by a corrupt media mob. And the Democrats will say bad things about us. Get over yourselves. All right. As we roll along, well, I'm trying to call sources. I'm trying to get information done. So I don't think it's too much to ask that these Republicans in the Senate now stand up for what has worked for this country and our rule of law for a long time. That is the right to confront your accuser. That means an inadmissible hearsay evidence. Uh, Mitt Romney, are you going to support that? Because if you are, maybe one day that boomerangs back on you. Because they have so politicized and criminalized now what are basic political differences here. But I am telling you, if if that's the case, just it's over. It's done. The United States, as we love it and know it and believe in it, is finished. You know, another delay with the inspector general report. I mean, this is not even it's just pathetic at this point. I got to get Horowitz's number. I doubt he'll take my call. I mean, how many people do you need? How many people does it take to turn to put in a light switch or put in a light bulb? Not that many. Probably, you know, you have 600 employees. You'd think you'd be done now because the case is slam dunk ready. We'll continue. All right. 25 now to the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program. Wow. Look at this. James just brings this into me. Um, 
Wow. All right. So now we have we we're now asking the Senate. We we know it's a shift show. You got a compromised, corrupt, congenital liar running the shift show with no due process. And, and they tried to make the appearance of it, but none of it's true. It turns into a disaster yesterday for them by every single solitary measure, a disaster. And I, I don't know what these networks are going to do. They, they can't stay on the air with numbers this pathetically low in terms of ratings. Uh, nobody wanted to see their crap. But I'll tell you, um, now I'm asking U.S. senators very simple, fundamental questions. Are you going to allow the shift show to move over to your body? Or are you going to protect the rule of law, the Constitution, due process, equal justice, equal application? Or are you going to allow what they're doing over there to take over in the U.S. Senate? And by the way, I'm addressing you, Mitch McConnell. I'm addressing you, John Cornyn. And I'm addressing, you know, you, Senator Burr, North Carolina, in particularly, as you guys seem just hell bent on allowing that we've got to have this trial. What what do you mean you got? Okay, if you're going to have a trial, if it gets to you, are you going to allow the shift show to continue over there? In other words, I want answers to simple questions. Are you going to allow hearsay and conjecture to be admissible evidence in the United States Senate? I want a yes or no answer. Are you going to allow an impeachment trial to continue where the main accuser gets to be anonymous? That isn't by law a whistleblower, only a hearsay whistleblower, uh, a non-whistleblower whistleblower. And in other words, are you going to set a precedent in the U.S. Senate? And you, are you going to allow a president and his attorneys the right to confront the accuser? Because that's not happening in the U.S. House of Representatives because the compromised, the corrupt, the coward congenital liar is in charge of everything. He makes every decision possible. And all due process that we have come to expect in this country has been thrown out the window. Republicans can't call witnesses and left shift approves it. He's even coaching the, the witnesses yesterday for crying out loud. I mean, that's how bad this gets. So Lindsey Graham of South Carolina answers my questions. No, absolutely not. Dead on arrival without the right to confront your accuser. Dead on arrival, he says, as it relates to uh, hearsay evidence being allowed as evidence and, and reducing a standard that nobody's ever accepted. Now we have North Carolina Senator Tom Tillis has contacted us and responded. I'll give you his full response. He said he's just actually talked to Capitol Hill reporters about the very point that Sean is making. He strongly believes that President Trump should be able to face his accusers and the president's legal team should be able to question the so-called whistleblower before the Senate, especially since the House is refusing to provide the president with these basic due process rights. Wow. Republican Senator Tom Tillis says he would vo- he would not vote to support an impeachment trial process that shields the whistleblower from being called to testify publicly. And he says the whistleblower is the original accuser and should have to testify. Thank you, Senator Tillis. Thank you, Lindsey Graham. Senator Wicker has now responded to us from Mississippi. Senator Wicker has called out the House inquiry repeatedly for lack of due process Here is the press release that he issued on the day the House formalized their procedures where there's no due process. Wow. Good for you, Senator. Thank you for sending that. We appreciate your answer. 
Look at this. Senator Ben Sass. We may have not exactly been getting along lately. Um, Senator Ben Sass's office has responded. For months, Senator Sass has said that Adam Schiff is running a clown show in the House. Now, we, we are going to have to get specific answers, but thank you, Senator Sass of Nebraska, for answering and standing for the real rule of law. You know, don't we tell we, don't you tell your kids not to gossip? Let me tell your kids, um, yeah, if, if you can't have hearsay, if evidence is inadmissible, this idiot yesterday, you know, well, sometimes hearsay is better than direct evidence. You dope. Nope. Dead. Never is that the case ever under any circumstances. But it's inadmissible in a court. You idiot. What is wrong with these people? You know, we, we got Democrats now in the House impeaching the president based off of gossip based off of hearsay from hearsay to hearsay to five hearsays, you know, removed. None of these people ever spoke to the president of the United States. The one guy that did was the guy that actually said the president was very, very clear. This is uh, the uh, European Union ambassador, Sondland, confirming that confirmed numerous times in his testimony that the president clearly stated I want no quid pro quo. And these guys yesterday are quoting Sondland as their source for all of this madness. And I'm watching these guys. I'm like, well, the level of self-importance is a little obnoxious, frankly. I mean, these guys, with all due respect, I mean, I never really thought much about what ambassadors do. It's kind of ridiculous that they think they're that mighty and that powerful. That's why, you know, when this 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 lady Maria, what was her name? Uh I have to look it up. Yovanovitch started saying, well, Sean Hannity was smearing me, but the, the Mike Pompeo called Sean Hannity. No, Mike Pompeo never called Sean Hannity. Nobody from the State Department called Sean Hannity. And she's, say, she's saying all these things about me. And I'm like, I don't even, I, I know nothing about this woman. I know nothing about Ukraine. I've never talked to anybody in Ukraine ever in my life. It's not the only issue I cared about with Ukraine was Joe Biden bragging you know, and leveraging our money, billion dollars, fire the prosecutor. You're not getting the money if you don't fire him. Okay. Why? Because the prosecutor was investigating his son because his son had zero experience and was being paid millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, that I cared about. Because, you know, if it was Donald Trump vice president, it'd be a very different story. And this, this is now where we are. By the way, Ted Cruz office just said no comment at this time. Call Ted Cruz's office back. That's not an acceptable answer. But call no, I'm serious. Call him back right now. I don't believe Ted. I do not believe Ted Cruz at would would ever say that at all. Um. Anyway, then you have Volker testify. He didn't get any indication of any quid pro quo. Then you've got, of course, yeah, you actually have. The Ukrainians. Yeah, well, the President Zelensky told these two guys, whoever the hell, self-important people yesterday, told them the day after and in two subsequent meetings. Oh, no, that, that went great with the president of the United States. That went really, really well. Um, by the way, we got new comments in from the Ukraine's foreign minister that demolish the Democrats quid pro quo claim. Well, first of all, they never took any action. They, In other words, 
as it, as it relates to either the election interference, which, by the way, the president is faithfully executing the laws that Democrats told us for three years they cared about foreign election interference. We actually have real evidence there that a DNC contractor went to the Ukrainian embassy. It's in Politico uh, and met with Ukrainian officials for the purpose of collusion to help Hillary Clinton and dig up dirt on Trump and his associates. Anyway, the Ukrainian foreign minister, I don't know how to say any of these guys' names, Vadim uh, Pristeko, I guess, or something like that, said Thursday that the U.S. ambassador, uh, Gordon Sondland, did not link financial military assistance to request for Ukraine to open up an investigation into Joe Biden and his son Hunter. Ambassador Sondland did not tell us and certainly did not tell me about a connection between the assistance and the investigation. That's the other thing. You know, at the end of the day, the money got to them. They never did it. President Zelensky did nothing, said nothing publicly on any of this. I mean, it's this is why this is so destructive. This is, you know, this is not funny anymore. This is now almost three straight years of this garbage and this crap. You know, my timeline and and we put together two days after the president selected impeach all through 2017 impeached 2018 impeach 2019 impeach. Are you kidding me? You know, uh, Zelensky never knew that aid was held up. He's a new president. There's a hell of a lot of corruption that goes on in this country. You know, never, never in that phone call with the president was aid ever, ever mentioned. Not one time did it ever come up. Not a single time. And the president saying that if crimes are committed, you, we have an agreement that we would help in criminal matters. We want you to look into election interference. And wow, that Biden thing. Yeah, we've identified four separate, uh, uh, well, three separate laws, but four statutes, as we've stated on this program, that are applicable. But they don't care. Obviously, they don't care that they do nothing for the country, that they they live in this world of slime, smear, slander, besmirchment, attack, 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 destroy, impeach, 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 because they lost an election and Mueller didn't work out the way they wanted. So now we go through what now? Now we're beginning year four of this madness, this rage, this psychosis, you know, all the lying that went on that. Oh, they had more than circumstantial evidence of Russia collusion or the of fabrications of Trump Russia collusion. Oh, and the Steele dossier was gospel until when the when the FBI finally looks at it. Yeah, they disproved over 90 percent of it, which should have been done before Comey who was warned not to used it as the bulk of information, signing off on three of the four FISA warrants. You know, forget about them leaking a story about uh, Donald Trump Jr. that he colluded with WikiLeaks. Forget the, you know, all the lies, all the deception, all the conspiracy theories and the hoaxes that have been now perpetrated and rammed down the throats of every American. We should all be pissed off at this point. At some point, the American people have had it with this crap. And if you want to get to the root of why a disruptor and a non-politician won in 2016, this is a big part of the reason. And the fact that you can't get every Republican senator to state affirmatively, yeah, uh, the president would have must have the right to confront their accuser. And yeah, hearsay evidence is not going to fly in the U.S. Senate. I shouldn't have to pull teeth to get answers to these questions. You know, they, they vowed publicly impeachment requires bipartisan support. They have no bipartisan support. 
You have nothing. They literally did a test run audition behind closed doors. And those are the two idiots that they picked out of a hat to represent them. And tomorrow you got the lady that accused me of, well, we mentioned her like four times and claiming that, yeah, I was told that Mike Pompeo called Sean Hannity. No, no, lady, I didn't even know who you were. Now I know who you are. Now I know a lot about you. John Solomon is going to join us. Yeah, he found a speech where, according to Geneva Conventions, you're not supposed to get involved in politics. And John Solomon did interview the the general prosecutor, whoever the hell his name is in Ukraine. And that guy said you gave him a list of names not to be prosecuted. Now, I know a Ukrainian newspaper disputed that. But John Solomon, he said he went back and asked the guy. Said, no, I never. Nope, I'm standing by that. You know, all of this. They are just dumping on the American people. You know, this is not how this country ought to be run. These are not leaders. This is not good for the country. They don't seem to give a flying rip about what's good or bad for the country. All they care about is hurting Trump and winning an election back so they can then impose their new Green Deal madness, $94 trillion in Medicare for all. Wow, I can't wait for that to all happen. You know, you're going to have closed door audition processes, and then you'll bring out the people that only suit your point of view, and you're not going to put Adam Schiff in the chair when he lied repeatedly about his office and the contact that they had with the so-called whistleblower? Are we not going to bring Schiff's staff in? Are we not going to bring the non-whistleblower in? Are we not going to put the Bidens in the chair? You know, how do you bifurcate your brain that you really it's so horrible to to have uh, uh, American uh, leaders um, use taxpayer money as leverage? Well, what did Joe Biden admit to on tape? There's your real quid pro quo, Joe. To save his son. Oh, election interference matters, except when a DNC contractor meets with the Ukrainian officials to get dirt and collude to get dirt on Trump to help Hillary win an election. All of this is happening. And at some point, this is this is going to give. But we've got to wait for the FISA report. We've got to wait for the Durham report. All I know is if I did any of this crap or any of you listening to this show, I promise you your asses would be in jail and in, in seconds flat. There'd be no time, no time to pass go and collect 200 bucks either. You know, you got, when do we put the country first here? You got an election in 355 days, you know, and that's probably the only the only saving grace in this. Although you got to worry if they'll cheat. Of course, but the only saving grace in this is that the American people now see this. And I am I am more convinced than I've ever been. They are not going to reward this behavior, nor should they. Every American should be pissed off at what they are doing to this country, at what they won't do to help the country be safer, more secure, more prosperous, with more jobs and more opportunities, better schools and safer streets. None of that ever gets done by them. And even the Republicans, you know, Trump is carrying most of them on their on his back because they're too pathetically weak with the exceptions of the Freedom Caucus and a few senators. Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told Ambassador Taylor that I told Mr. Morrison that I conveyed this message to Mr. Yarmouk on September 1st, 2019 in connection with Vice President Pence's visit to Warsaw and a meeting with President Zelensky. 
We got six people having four conversations in one sentence. And you just told me this is where you got your clear understanding. Even though you had three opportunities with President Zelensky for him to tell you, you know what? We're going to do these investigations to get the aid. Didn't tell you three different times. Never makes an announcement. Never tweets about it. Never does a CNN interview. Ambassador, you weren't on the call, were you? The president, you didn't listen on President Trump's call and President Zelensky's call? I did not. You've never talked with Chief of Staff Mulvaney? I never did. You never met the president? That's correct. You had three meetings again with Zelensky and it didn't come up. And two of those they had never heard about as far as I know. And you're their star witness. You're their first witness. Mr. You're the Jordan. guy. You're the guy based on this, based on, I mean, I've seen, I've seen church prayer chains that are easier to understand than this. Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told Ambassador Taylor that I told Mr. Morrison and I conveyed this message to Mr. Yarmouk on September 1st, 20. This all happens, by the way. This all happens, by the way, in Warsaw, where Vice President Pence meets with President Zelensky. And guess Ambassador what? Taylor, they didn't I, talk about any linkage either. Unbelievable. This is what this madness has now devolved into. This is hurting the country. You have to not care about a quid pro quo. Uh, You're not getting the billion. Fire the prosecutor, you get a billion. You don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting the billion dollars. Uh, Yeah, that would be a quid pro quo. Because the prosecutor that he is demanding to be fired in six hours is investigating his son, who has zero experience in Ukraine, energy, oil or gas. Millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, I think that would be probably a big deal if it was Donald Trump. Anyway, Senator Lindsey Graham joins us. He's been a amazing um I'm not even sure if it gets to the Senate at this point. Let's assume for a second it does, Senator. Um, uh, I know you saw my tweets go out today and I've got to thank you because apparently you have answered that you will not support any impeachment trial where there is a uh, with hearsay evidence, a hearsay whistleblower and without any opportunity to for the president in this case to confront their accuser. Good for you. Thank you for responding. Well, what I'm trying to do is let the the country know that if it does come to the Senate, we're not going to change the rules uh, just to get Donald Trump. All I'm asking the Senate to do is make sure that hearsay evidence is excluded, consistent with the federal rules of criminal procedure, banning hearsay unless there's a valid exception. I am not going to allow trial to go forward in the Senate with my vote that legitimizes the whistleblower as an anonymous source to start impeachment. Even though the whistleblower is talking about hearsay, they're the ones that started this. And here's my question, Sean. Does the whistleblower have a political bias against the president? Does he come from the CIA? Does she come from the CIA? Did they work for Biden? Were they involved at all in trying to stop the Ukrainian investigation of Hunter Biden's gas company? That's why you need to know who this person is. You know, I, I'll tell you, my patience has run out here, Senator, um, and, I, and I'm going to push and get an answer from the senator. I did not like the comments. I'll be very blunt uh, of Mitch McConnell, John Cornyn and Senator Burr, North Carolina, because this is simple, basic, fundamental uh, justice under our Constitution. We're talking about yes, here. It is right. And you have been saying this and been articulating this, but they're saying that, that, well, there's definitely I think we'll have to have a trial. 
What, with hearsay witnesses, no right to confront your accuser? Are you kidding me? Well, see, that's a different... Okay, I don't know how long the trial is going to last, but I know how it should be conducted. Jim Jordan did a marvelous job of explaining that Mr. Taylor, who is a professional State Department person... His disagreements with administration is being weaponized by Adam Schiff. So the State Department professional corps may be a victim of Adam Schiff's desire to destroy Trump. But when you look at what Mr. Taylor said, it would not be admissible in a court of law. Mr. Taylor has no direct evidence of a quid pro quo coming from the president of the United States. And the intended victim here, the president of the Ukraine, denied any such thing happened. So I want a trial where the rules are set early on to make sure that information like we heard from Mr. Taylor uh, never makes it to the Senate floor. Because if you allow that to happen, you're legitimizing a process that becomes a threat to the presidency itself. I This is that serious. Senator, we have for three years now been living under conspiracy theories, <laughs> yeah. a hoax. No, I, you know, I'll be honest. I, yeah. I'm really pissed off at and and I wrote this to somebody uh, earlier today, and I'll, I'm going to read it to you because I, I, I think it is that important in terms of of the country, because um, if we don't start getting some certain things right here, we are as a country in deep trouble. Uh, you know, a very simple Lindsey Graham, as good a lawyer as you are, um, if I had top secret information, uh, classified information on my, at my home or on a server, I'd go to jail. If I destroyed subpoenaed evidence, I would go to jail. If I lacked candor, uh, Jim Comey, in an interview with FBI agents, I would go to jail. If I committed premeditated fraud on a FISA court to spy on a, a candidate, a transition team and president, I'd go to jail. The evidence is overwhelming. If I illegally right. surveilled a mass people, I'd go to jail. If I outsourced spying to other people, I'd go to jail. Well, I think your point is, um, here's the point. Uh, the 2016 um, techniques used to get a FISA warrant. If I'm an FBI agent and I lie to the court, I'm in trouble. Did they lie to the court? Will anybody be in trouble? If I open up a counterintelligence investigation against a presidential campaign without any real reason, am I in trouble? And if you're not in trouble, why wouldn't you do it again? So there's three things we need to get right in this country. We need to make sure that what happened in 2016 never happens again. We never defraud the FISA court with a political document that's a bunch of garbage to this day. That we don't open up counterintelligence investigations uh, against political people without a solid foundation with checks and balances and we don't we don't have a trial in the house that ignores all of the due process requirements of being uh, an american uh, and legitimize that in a trial in the Senate. Those are my three goals. And when you're asking my Republican colleagues, will you support a trial that allows hearsay upon hearsay? I hope the answer is no, because if we do, then that's damning to the future of the presidency and really to the to the rule of law as a concept. You know, I got to give you a lot of credit because you have been pushing and pushing and pushing. I do not understand that there's a certain timidity here. Um, is there any reason why the Senate can't subpoena, let's see, Adam Schiff, Adam Schiff's staff, the non-whistleblower, whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower, no. Joe and, and Hunter Biden? Is there any reason sure. why we can't be doing that now? Well, as far as an oversight function, we're not going to call House members. and I, I wouldn't go to the House as part of their oversight function. But let's say there is a trial. Of course, if you can show that Adam Schiff is, in fact, a fact witness, 
It doesn't matter if he's a House member. He's subject to being called as a witness. So the point I'm trying to make is what I would like Republican senators to do is to reassure the country that the trial in the Senate is going to have due process that's lacking in the House. And to let the House Democrats know that your case is built on concepts that are not allowed in any other court in the land and they will not be allowed in the Senate. I wish every Republican would tell every Senate Democrat and House Democrat, we're not going to do a trial based on testimony of Mr. Taylor because it's triple-layered hearsay, and we're not going to let the president be impeached based on an anonymous allegation. That's not too much to ask. That's just basic due process. Well, it seems to me that this ought to be fundamental. This should not even be an issue of debate. Is it that? Let me be blunt. Do you think that some of your colleagues in the Senate are just too, too afraid? I mean, no, they just I, you, know, you don't. I, 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 I just they don't know what the role. See, we've never had a situation where you try to basically tell the House what you're doing is unfair and unjust. Most of the time, impeachment, every time we've had it, has been conducted by an outside entity apart from politics, not driven by an Adam Schiff type. You had Ken Starr investigate Clinton. You had uh, the, the, the Watergate prosecutors investigate uh, Nixon. You had Mueller investigate Trump, and he found nothing. This is the first time impeachment has been led by partisan politicians, and I want it to be the last time because it is incredibly dangerous. What Adam Schiff is doing is rewriting all the rules to the benefit of impeachment, to the detriment of the president. He's denying the president the basic concept of due process. You couldn't issue a parking ticket based on the concept in the House. So we're in uncharted territory. What I want Senate Republicans to say to the House, we're not going to legitimize. You had your shot with Mueller. Nothing happened. Let it go. Have an election less than a year from now. Well, it's less. It's I'll give you the exact number of days, 355 days and counting. All right. Quick break. More with Senator Lindsey Graham, South Carolina, on the other side. All right. As we continue with Senator Lindsey Graham, South Carolina, um, I know this may be somewhat anecdotal. But I got the ratings from yesterday's hearings. Right. Uh, and I got to tell you something, Senator. Fox News Channel blew everybody out of the water. They beat Every major network. You realize Fox News Channel had more really? view, more viewers than NBC as a network. Uh, a million a more cable, than a, a cable station. That's correct. More than a network uh, by double. Really? You know what In that case, tells me? Republicans yeah. are really pissed. <laughs> it tells me. And by the way, why shouldn't they be? They've been, they've been dragged through this BS now for three years. It's never ending. This is now run by a a compromised, corrupt, congenital liar. Adam Schiff lied again yesterday. Changed the story again. Oh, well, I don't know the whistleblower. Good question. If you can show me that he actually did meet with the whistleblower, then then that then he becomes a fact witness subject to being examined. But the point I'm trying to make is no matter how much you hate Donald Trump, you should love the country. And what they're doing to this president will set a precedent. Every president hereafter will get impeached if we legitimize this, because all it takes is a partisan 
person to say, I hate the guy. If I were going to impeach somebody because they troubled me, Obama wouldn't last a month. I was troubled by a lot of things Obama did, but I did not want to use the impeachment powers to basically settle a political score. And that's what's happening here. I think that this is the thing. We're, we are now weaponizing political differences. We're, yes, sir. Does, that's that, it right there. I can't say it any better. Criminalizing it. impeachment, Sean, was conducted by outside people. You had outside entities investigating the president of the United States. In this case, you've got partisan politicians running an impeachment effort, whatever you want to call it, that denies basic fundamental due process and is using an anonymous allegation. If we legitimize that, God help future presidents. Why aren't there more people in the United States Senate? With all due respect, I mean, by the way, your your colleague and our fr- mutual friend Tim Scott, he he comes on the radio show regularly. He doesn't like to yeah. do TV a lot, but he, you know what? And he does a great job whenever he's on. Um, we love him on this program. Uh, I know you're good friends with him. Sure. Um, there's not a lot of senators that want to come on TV and radio and bring their case to the American people. Now, I know that there are some people that criticize you and. Uh, frankly, oh, I, my God. I mean, CNN is 24 hours a day. What happened to Lindsey Graham? I'm the same guy that believed Mueller should have his space to investigate all things Russia and Trump. I gave Mueller the space because he was outside of politics. The reports end. The case is closed. But it never ends. I'm not going to leg- legitimize this BS in the House. To every Republican and Democrat, you should be very concerned about what's going on in the House. This process can destroy the presidency. What would you do as a senator? If a whistleblower made an allegation about you, you don't know who the person is, and all the information against you was hearsay upon hearsay, how would you feel? Senator, this is about two things for the Democrats. They never saw Donald Trump under any circumstance win. And yes. by the way, they, and and now we know there was a lot of nefarious activities going on behind the scenes, don't we? Uh, and, and by the way, when are we ever going to get well, the reports? Just, just stay tuned. I, stay I'll, tuned. You'll, you'll find well, That's what out. I hear you'll, for months. Stay tuned. You'll be one of the first people to know. Do so, I seem like a, a patient person that you can tell no, me? You, in, you, it, I think it's one of your greatest virtues is your patience. No, I'm not. not that I'm, now my patience <laughs> has run out when it comes to the <laughs> Pfizer joking. report. Uh, it's, there's no more patience left in me. It's over. Well, here's the, here's my point. I want the report to come out as transparent as possible, as much declassified as possible. I want the people naming the report a chance to defend themselves, and it will come before my committee in the light of day. You will never see Horowitz testify in the House, but you will see him testify in the Senate. It'll be it'll be um, relatively soon here, and we're going to have a report about what happened in 2016 by the Inspector General, who's a nonpartisan. And we'll see what he finds. And we're going to do it right in the Senate. But back to the issue at hand. I think about 30 seconds. Go ahead. Yep. Every Republican should stand up and object to any trial based on hearsay and denies the president the right to confront his accuser. All right, Senator, uh, appreciate all you're doing. And I mean that you've been uh, amazing in this. By the way, you're the first person to respond. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much Um, that you got to have due process, that you got to have the ability you can't, you can't you you can't run a impeachment trial on hearsay. That's a fi- those rules are fair. Those are the, that's simple one on one, and you have the right to address your accuser. That's fair too. And I want every senator to answer my tweets and my phone calls because we're calling every one of them. 
It is true that I had some uh, difficult personal relationship with the Miss Ambassador. Unfortunately, from the first meeting with the U.S. Ambassador in Kiev, Miss Ambassador gave me a list of people whom we should not uh, prosecute. All right, that was an interview that John Solomon did. By the way, glad you're with us. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Um, so this former ambassador person, uh, Maria, whatever her name is, I don't even remember, uh, Yovanovitch is her name, makes this big deal about the fact that, oh, John Solomon was reporting on me and uh, and Sean Hannity was attacking me in the in the State Department. Uh, I was told that Mike Pompeo or somebody from the State Department was going to call Sean Hannity and tell them to knock it off. And I'm like, uh, I don't even know who this lady is. We go back in our transcripts on Hannity and we're like, uh, her name came up like four times. And in passing, for the most part, except for the issue that, that what you just heard is the prosecutor general, uh, John Solomon had the videotape of it and a video interview of it saying that, uh, excuse me, yeah, she gave me a list of names of people that we don't want to have prosecuted. Now, the media, there has been a report saying that this guy that said that the prosecutor general has recanted that we're going to ask John Solomon in a second. Otherwise, um, there is a story that John put out today, and I didn't pay that much attention to it because to me, the Ukraine story always was about quid pro quo Joe. And that is if you fire the prosecutor investigating my son, I'll give you a billion. If you don't fire him, you're not getting the billion. Uh, you have six hours to fire the guy. Why did he want the f prosecutor fired? Because the guy's investigating his son. He was tipped off by the New York Times and by others. There's your real quid pro quo. There's your real corruption here. And what about Hunter Biden? He doesn't interview. Have, have any experience with Ukraine? No. Experience oil, gas, energy? No. You have any experience whatsoever? No. Why do you think you got the millions of dollars? I don't know. Do you think maybe it's because your dad is is running point for the whole country, the United States on Ukraine, the second highest elected official in America? Yeah, probably. OK, quid pro quo Joe gets the prosecutor fired. Um, anyway, so this woman will testify tomorrow um, is like talking about me. And I'm like, I never got a call from Pompeo or anybody else at the State Department. I don't even know who this lady is. And anyway, John has a column out today that links to a speech that apparently this ambassador uh, gave in March of 2019, I think it was. And in this thing, I mean, if you're an ambassador, one of the, the rules, this is sort of 101 um, Geneva Convention stuff, is you don't get involved in that country's politics or their elections. Apparently that wasn't the case. And I'm going to tell you, if I'm lied about again, I'm I, I do, I'm just warning these people. Stop lying about me. I'm not going to accept your lies. Uh, anyway, John Solomon, Fox News contributor, investigative reporter, is here with more. Uh, we barely ever mentioned her on Hannity. We found four yeah, instances. No, I mean, she, was, she was a few paragraphs in one of my stories. Absolutely. Uh, that was it. Uh, but she is the embodiment 
for Ukrainians of, of, of a State Department that the Ukrainians felt bullied by. And I think that at the end of the day, the bigger issue here, the public interest issue is, has the State Department been acting in first in, in, in violation or in inheritance to the Geneva Convention? The Geneva Convention says if you're a diplomat in a foreign country, you may not you may not intervene in the internal affairs or elections of the uh, host country. We know that Maria Ivanovich gave a speech on, on March 5th. I learned about it because another career diplomat called me and said, you won't believe what she just did. I had never heard of her until that day. She gives a speech three weeks before the end of the Ukrainian presidential election, demanding that they remove this special anti-corruption prosecutor. This would be like removing Robert, like the Russians, asking Robert Mueller to be fired during the middle of the 2018 election. Uh, people were up in arms in Ukraine. Not, not me, not Sean Hannity, not President Trump about this. The Ukrainians were up in arms about it. A senior official went over two days later, David Hale, the undersecretary, and he got peppered with questions. That's how big a controversy this was in Ukraine. And the question was, doesn't this violate the Geneva Convention, the rule that you're not supposed to interfere? And David Hale said, well, I stand by the ambassador. She speaks for the president. Uh, but I'm not going to try to interpolate her words. Her words are what they are. And she, he kind of blows it off. But at the end of the day, it has now been confirmed factually by all these impeachment witnesses the following things. You, our embassy in Kiev repeatedly pressured Ukrainian prosecutors not to pursue certain prosecutions. That included a nonprofit group uh, uh, funded by George Soros. That included uh, a law enforcement official that was being investigated. That included other uh, political figures, including the parliamentary member who leaked the uh, Paul Manafort black ledger and got Paul Manafort fired. Our State Department was telling Ukrainians what they could do in their internal law enforcement affairs. Go back to the Geneva Convention, ask yourself, is that an appropriate thing? Furthermore, our State Department was in business with George Soros in Ukraine. It was jointly funding one of George Soros's uh, nonprofits there. It, that nonprofit was essential to George Soros's expansion of his business in Ukraine and, and, and also to fight anti-corruption. They, they was, that was its mission. It's a, it's a legitimate public question for the American people to ask, should our State Department be in business with a person who tried to get Hillary Clinton elected and Donald Trump defeated in 2016? It may not be. Maybe it's appropriate, but it's an unfair question. And when you well, look I, at Maria well, Vanderbilt, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've never talked to anybody in Ukraine. The untouchables. Don't don't question me about that. They're in, we should question our public officials about these type of issues. Yeah, I, and and I noticed the, the the smear against you too in all of this. Um, and you know, because it really is funny because this guy Ken Vogel, who wrote that January 11, twenty seventeen piece about all the Ukrainian right. election interference, nobody wants to talk about that any longer. You had reported that Ukraine wanted to give us evidence. It was all true. We now know we have a Ukraine court decision that said they interfered in our elections. You know, right. just like with Hunter and Joe Biden, they, they don't care about a real quid pro quo. You get a right. billion, you fire the prosecutor. You don't fire him. You don't get a billion. You got six hours. Why would a vice president want a uh, prosecutor fired? It's you the same thing. From, yeah, you played that clip from Nancy Pelosi. She might as well have indicted Joe Biden for bribery. Her description actually more accurately describes what Joe Biden did by his own admission than anything Donald Trump has been accused of. It's remarkable that they actually flipped this around and tried to stick it on Donald Trump when their own guy was the first guy to use any suggestion of a foreign aid to try to cause Ukraine to do something. It's pretty remarkable. Just take Nancy Pelosi's words and compare them to what Joe Biden did. I think she indicted Joe Biden in her statement yesterday. 
listen, I, I got to tell you, I think they've been doing that the entire time. Everybody that talks about bribery or shakedown, extortion. I mean, all of, you know, we've identified all of the laws that we right. believe have been violated and they are and that they're extremely significant and applicable. I mean, this is this is a big deal. What has gone on here? You know, I will tell you anecdotally and and ratings are one thing usually. But when you actually break down the the numbers and you see what has gone on here and you see that all these big networks, their ratings were atrocious. ABC yeah. has like and uh, I, let's put it this way. The Fox News Channel had more viewers watching than NBC broadcast, double the number. Uh, wow. They had almost a million more viewers than CBS, almost a million more than ABC. I mean, and you look at primetime. The American people are fed up what they're doing to this country. They see yep. this for what it is. This is we've got the transcript. You know, the hearsay, 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 triple hearsay, quadruple hearsay, my cousin of my uncle, of my brother, of his grandfather's right. son's nephew said this. And that's why I came to that conclusion, you know, is hardly any information that would bring this country to the brink. And if they really love this country, they would stop doing this because this is now three solid years of nonstop witch hunt lies and and conspiracy theories and and attacks against the president because they couldn't beat him and they didn't think they'd lose and that they they, they didn't get Mueller uh, to do what they wanted him to do. Yeah, listen, it's the same crowd, right? It's Adam Schiff. It's Nancy Pelosi. It's the New York Times. The New York Times drove irresponsibly the Russia collusion narrative for two and a half years. And then when it disappeared, they went, oh, oh well, we'll move on to something else. They never even retracted the stories that James Comey and the intelligence community told them were false. They never retracted them, even though that's a requirement under journalism ethics. But let me tell you about one thing that's important to the New York Times. After they took a shot at me in yesterday's story, they did me a favor. Because for six months, Democrats and their media allies keep saying, well, uh, General Prosecutor, or Prosecutor General Lucenko, after he gave that interview on tape to me, he recanted. Well, guess what? No one who claimed that actually went and interviewed the guy. I did. I went back and re-interviewed him a second time. Did you recant? No, I'm sticking by exactly what I said. The New York Times finally interviewed him a month ago. Now, they held it for a month, but they slipped it into the story about me yesterday. And you know what they found out? They found out what I found out. Mr. Lucenko stands by what he says. He is adamant. Ambassador Yovanovitch gave him a list of names of people not to prosecute uh, uh, when he met her the first time. She denies it, but she can't deny that her, her embassy repeatedly pressed Ukrainians not to prosecute cases, even independent of that meeting. So my story has been confirmed after three or four months of me taking a lot of pokes, claiming that I was wrong. It's, it's pretty remarkable that The New York Times buried that in the 20th graph of my story. So you're saying that they're confirming what the prosecutor general said. How come everybody that talks about this says he recanted? Where did he Someone talked to him. There was a single Ukrainian newspaper. And listen, if you're a journalist in, in America, you know you probably should do more than just rely on a Ukrainian news report. You should go to it. The New York Times finally reached out to Lucenko themselves. They say so. And what did he tell them? He said, yep, I'm telling you, when I was in the meeting, she named people she didn't want me to prosecute. He stood 
by his comments. I've been criticized for months. The people who interview Lusenko know that he hasn't recanted. Everybody else just goes with the talking points and, and avoids doing the work to find out what the truth is. And that's how you end up with conspiracy theories like Russia uh, and, and now Ukraine, because people spin theories and don't do the factual work, the spade work you need to build a case. All right. Quick break. We'll come back more with investigative reporter John Solomon And uh, then on the other side of this, we got Greg Jarrett, Peter Schweitzer coming up and your calls. I know a lot of you want to weigh in on all that's happening. Ambassador Taylor, do you know whether Hunter Biden offers anything other than the fact that his dad's the former vice president? Uh, I I don't. Or at the time was the vice president? Uh, I have no knowledge of uh, Hunter Biden. Well, you would agree it raises questions, right? He was getting paid, I think, $50,000 a month to, to sit on the board. Did you know if he relocated to Ukraine? No knowledge. Do you know, Mr. Kent? Again, no knowledge. Okay. So he's getting paid $50,000 a month, but we don't know whether he had any experience, he had any, um, he spoke the language, or whether he moved to Ukraine, correct? Correct. All right, as we continue, John Solomon, investigative reporter, is with us. Look, I don't know anything about Ukraine. I've never talked to anybody in Ukraine. Uh, look, just at a distance, you know, just just listening to the Bidens alone. That was always my main focus. Anyone that listens right. to about this radio show or watches TV. And sure. I got to tell you something. It, it seems like this country just is just pervasive corruption, like at a level that is breathtaking. Always have. Every story I ever wrote on this back in the spring always added the caveat. We don't. Ukraine is full of politics, corruption, and and, and deep rooted uh, divisions between these powerful oligarchs. And you have to take everything you hear in Ukraine with a grain of salt. I put that disclaimer in all my columns because that's the truth of Ukraine. Still, from that we can divine many facts, and those facts are not favorable to Joe Biden. They're also favorable to why a president like President Trump might look with some. Uh, caution about why he should or shouldn't give aid or do other things with Ukraine. We know long before 2019, the president had concerns about Ukraine. We've seen that reporting now. It's been corroborated. I bet you there's something we don't know yet, Sean. I bet you we're going to learn it between now and if there is ever an impeachment trial. I bet you the CIA, the Treasury Department, and other intelligence agencies were raising concerns in secret and classified information, telling the president about concerns about the people that are around this new president, Zelensky. That would give everybody pause. Let's hold on a few minutes and sort through this, make sure we understand what we're doing before we give this money to Ukraine. That part of the story has not come out, but I have a higher degree of confidence that the president was getting in his PDB and in other intelligence and meetings and briefings warnings about, hey, let's just be careful with Ukraine. There's some issues here. Let's understand who's hanging around this new president. Make sure we get it sorted out before we start throwing money at him. I think that's going to become a new storyline that's going to further erode this bogus narrative that the Democrats and their media allies have woven. Uh, John Solomon, he'll be joining us on Hannity tonight. Thank you uh, for your reporting. Let's see what they say tomorrow. This is not good for this country. When are they going to stop? Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. To summarize, we thought we thought that Mokola Zlachewski had stolen money. We thought a prosecutor had taken a bribe to shut the case. And those were our main concerns. And are you in favor of that matter being fully investigated and prosecuted? I think since U.S. taxpayer dollars are wasted, I would love to see the Ukrainian prosecutor general's office find who the corrupt prosecutor was that took the bribe and how much it was paid. And that's what I said to the deputy prosecutor general on February 3rd, 2015. But in addition to prosecuting the 
person that took the bribes, shouldn't the organization or individual that sponsored the bribes be prosecuted? I would agree that the Ukrainian law authorities should uphold the rule of law and hold people account for breaking Ukrainian law. So this, this company, Burisma, involved in lots of, lots of criminal activity, correct? I do not know that. But over the years, it's been involved in, in a number of uh, questionable dealings, correct? I would say that it's the largest private gas producer in the country, and its business reputation is mixed. Um, so to the extent a new regime is coming in under President Zelensky, it certainly would be fair for the, the new prosecutor, a genuine prosecutor, to, to reexamine old crimes that hadn't sufficiently been brought to justice, right? I believe that the new prosecutor general, Ruslan Rybashapka, made a statement to that uh, end that they would be reviewing uh, past cases. Mm -hmm. But keep in mind, this is a country where those that commit crimes generally never get held to account. So there's a lot to review. Unbelievable in, in your analysis of what you're hearing there. News Roundup Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show. Uh, this is the problem with this country. This is this is rampant corruption city. You know, the fact that we have now gotten to a point where you have to literally intellectually shut down your brain, compartmentalize, bifurcate uh, your own definition of what bribery, shakedown, extortion, quid pro quo is the way the Democrats have done this here. There is a level of madness associated with this. You cannot even be well at this point. We've talked about rage and psychosis and and Trump derangement syndrome because all these people that are saying, yeah, this is bad. The president, yeah, the president said he wanted a favor. He wanted the guy to investigate the 2016 election interference that we know Ukraine was involved in because they told us they were and a court told us there they were and even Politico chronicled. I thought we wanted election interference uh, issues dealt with. And taken care of. Apparently not. Only if it can bludgeon Donald Trump. Just like, oh yeah, we care about Russian interference, but not the dirty Russian dossier. Anyway, Greg Jarrett, author of the bestseller Witch Hunt, his second book now, his follow-up, The Story of the Greatest Mass Delusion in American Political History, which is doing really well. Another New York Times bestseller, Peter Schweitzer, Government Accountability Institute president. He blew all this open. When did, when did Secret Empires, also a New York Times bestseller, when did you release that book? That came out in March of 2018, Sean. First interview I did was with you, March of 2018. Right. And in this book, I remember we talked about Hunter Biden and we talked yep. about the Bidens. And we also have the brother involved in this, too, at a pretty high level as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and really what's stunning uh, when you look at those hearings uh, yesterday and what's coming ahead is you, I think people need to lay side by side uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden in terms of what they were going to get or the expectation or the hope of what they were going to get out of Ukraine. What Democrats have basically said is that uh, uh, Donald Trump was going to gain a political advantage over Joe Biden uh, by getting this material released. And that goes to to the debate about motive, but that that's the that's the biggest expectation gain that Donald Trump was going to get. Bad PR for Joe Biden. Now lay that next to what the Biden family actually got from the Ukrainians, and that is Hunter Biden got more than three million dollars from the Ukrainians for a job that he had no qualifications for. And both witnesses yesterday, by the way, were asked 
other than being the son of the vice president, Joe Biden, who was handing out all this foreign aid, what qualifications did he have to sit on the board of Burisma? Both witnesses said there was no other uh, uh, you know, reason for him to be sitting on the board. He had zero qualifications. So look at who benefited from the Ukrainians, who was actually making decisions that were beneficial to Ukrainians. And it's very clear that the prime corrupt act here was the one involving the Bidens in Ukraine. Uh, Greg Jarrett, it is so obvious. I, I think you understand what I'm saying about having to bifurcate your brain. The dossier doesn't matter. Obstruction when you delete subpoenaed emails and clean the hard drive and beat up devices doesn't matter. But if it's Donald Trump, you'll have four separate investigations. Uh, you'll claim there's obstruction when there is none. When we have real obstruction, we care about election interference, but only if it's Donald Trump's election interference, not the dossier or not Ukrainian support of Hillary Clinton or a DNC operative that meets with Ukrainian representatives colluding uh, against Donald Trump and his campaign, uh, which did happen in 2016. You're right. It's a double uh, unequal standard here. It's perfectly OK for the Bidens to engage in a quid pro quo that may have been motivated by corrupt intent. But here, when Donald Trump engages in a faux quid pro quo, uh, there's no evidence of it. Um, it's an impeachable offense. It's bribery. It's extortion. That's utter nonsense. And it's, it's totally unfair. I will say this. Out of yesterday's testimony, the most valuable information we got was that diplomat Bill Taylor met three times after the Trump-Zelensky phone call with Zelensky. And there was never a discussion between the two about pressure, threats, conditions, demands, quid pro quo. That is strong circumstantial evidence that there never was any quid pro quo. And of course, you don't see it in the transcript of the phone call. You don't see it. It doesn't exist. And then you got the whole Biden thing. You know, I, I and, and, you know, watching this yesterday, so maddening to me. Well, my cousins, uncles, brothers, grandfathers, stepsons, uh, niece uh, from some other that. I mean, this is how removed it gets, Greg. It's not even, you know, and then you have this idiot Quigley or whatever his name is actually suggesting, well, you know, hearsay <laughs> evidence is actually it's, a bit, it's oftentimes much better than direct evidence. I'm like. Okay, did I just hear that? Because that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard out of a member of Congress. It is. He won the obtuse award yesterday. Uh, lawyers across America were howling with laughter. Um, what he said is simply untrue, and it's amazing that he actually has a law degree. Um, you know, these are witnesses yesterday don't know Donald Trump, didn't talk to Donald Trump. Um, they have no idea what Donald Trump's intent was. They are simply a member of the chattering class of diplomats peddling hearsay, opinions, and conjecture. So this, you know, this is impeachment by rumor and innuendo built on triple and quadruple hearsay. This guy, George Kent, says, well, I believe there was a quid pro quo. Well, he got that from Taylor, who got it from Morrison, who got it from Sondland, who testified he presumed there was a quid pro quo. That is absolute junk. That's not evidence. And Representative Mike Turner was right when he said, your testimony, gentlemen, would never be allowed in a court of law. That is the great irony. 
Well, Peter Schweitzer, we're not here. We know the China deal. Again, is any experience in China, any experience in private equity, Bank of China, billion dollars, <laughs> later becomes a billion five. Is there any experience there at all? No, I mean, that's that's the interesting common point with all of Hunter Biden's Oh, wait, well, well, one last thing. Oh, and he never made a penny off the China deal. That's what he said. <laughs> Don't Never made a penny. Is that true? <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the common point on all of Hunter Biden's foreign dealings, and we now know that it's in Ukraine, it's in Romania, Kazakhstan, we've got China. And of course, what do all those countries have in common? They all have very highly corrupt political cultures. And in all four of those countries, uh, he was involved in initiatives. He was involved in business that he had zero qualifications for. Um, the only qualification he had at the time was that his father was vice president. That was it. Um, so, you know, th- this notion, uh, and this came up in the hearings. You played the, uh, the audio at, the, at the, the top of the hour. I mean, both diplomats admitted uh, that Burisma is a, is a corrupt entity and that it ought to be investigated because there were bribes that were paid. There's money that was missing. Uh, one of the people involved with uh, Burisma, Kolomoski, this, this oligarch, um, controlled this bank, Privat Bank, where more than a billion dollars in aid just disappeared. Uh, well, that needs to be investigated. These are the sorts of people that Hunter Biden was doing business in. Um, and what they have done from the beginning, Sean, uh, as it relates to all of Hunter's business dealings, is they have lied, they have obscured. As it relates to China, they first said, no, 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 he wasn't on the board of directors of this financial firm. He was just on the advisory board. Well, he just stepped down about a month ago, resigned from the board of directors of the financial firm. Um, and the claim, the statement that, well, he's not going to make any money off the deal is laughable. The way private equity works, uh, you get an early stake in the investments, which he has, the payday comes down the road. So, you know, if, if there's nothing wrong here, if there's nothing amiss here, why are they not being transparent and open on these matters? They're not because there is a lot to hide. Uh, and this goes to the root of what happened in Ukraine and in other countries. We have a political class in Washington. There's some Republicans that do it as well. But I've never seen a case like Hunter Biden's where it is so systematic. It's so obvious. It happens really from the moment that his father's elected vice president. He gets all these deals in areas he has no background and he cashes in. It's, it's the most blatant example by far that I've ever seen. Uh, it's And it's amazing the timing and what you've been able to do and how you exposed it and how this now has taken on a life of its own. You know, I, I, Greg, on the legal side of this, you've identified laws that you believe Joe Biden could have violated. We've gone over them many times here. Do you see that there are other issues with other countries as well here? Oh, I, I entirely agree that it's not just Ukraine and China, but Kazakhstan and Romania, um, you know, as Peter has laid out so nicely. Um, all of this needs to be investigated because if these companies in those countries are buying protection and there is some act by uh, a vice president of the United States, Joe Biden, to protect his son, that's a violation of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Uh, he is getting something of value by extorting or bribing a, a foreign country. And the value is, you know, he's getting his son Hunter Biden out of hot water. Um, you know, the all you have to do is look at the fired prosecutor statements, not just to John Solomon, but my goodness, to the Washington Post. 
a July 22nd uh, column that they wrote in which the fire prosecutor said, I got fired because Biden demanded it and because I was closing in on his son with my investigators. So, you know, there's more than sufficient evidence here for the Department of Justice to open a criminal investigation as they should. And I guarantee you, having talked to Lindsey Graham, and and I know you have too, Sean, you know, he is determined to get to the bottom of the Biden quid pro quo. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue more with Greg Jarrett, Peter Schweitzer on the other side. We have an unbelievable Hannity tonight. You do not want to miss. We are going to call out all of these people. All right, as we continue with Greg Jarrett, Peter Schweitzer, this was the question I was throwing out to senators earlier today, and that is, we I, I want to know where our senators stand on all of this. I, I want to know if senators are going to allow this, this, you know, circus of this compromised, corrupt, uh, coward and congenital liar shift to continue where hearsay conjecture is now admissible evidence. I want to know from senators, is the United States going to allow an impeachment trial to continue where the accuser is a hearsay whistleblower? Uh, are we are we going to set a pres- precedent here where the president of the United States doesn't have the right to confront their accuser, especially in the case with the hearsay whistleblower? And we're now, I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming that the House Democrats are stupid. And if they want to end up impeaching the president over nothing, well, we need to know what they're going to do in the Senate and whether or not they are going to validate this madness because we've got to hold these people accountable and we need to know whether due process will be allowed in the Senate. Because if, you, if you're going to have hearsay admissible and you're not going to be able to confront your accuser, we're in deep yeah. trouble. Do you well, both agree? Well, that's why... Li- That's why Lindsey Graham said it was dead on arrival in the Senate. It should be. And I spoke to him again last night. He still stands by that. I don't even think uh, it will get to the point of a trial. I think a motion to dismiss uh, has a very good chance of passing on a majority vote. All right, Peter Schweitz. Yeah, go ahead. Last word, Peter, quick. Yeah, and Sean, I would just add, look, they they always use the phrase, uh, the president is not above the law. Uh, And I think that uh, Greg has laid out uh, why there has been no violation of the law. But in the case of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, the same thing applies. They are not above the law, and that's why they need to be investigated, investigated thoroughly. Those countries are not going to do it. They're afraid to investigate powerful Americans because they know the pull they have in those countries. That's why it needs to be investigated here in the United States by the Department of Justice. All right. Great work, both of you. We're going to have full coverage tonight on what the damage the Democrats and the mob and the media are willing to do to the country because of nothing. And they're breathtaking, sick, twisted, ugly, compartmentalizing and bifurcation of any truth. It's really twisted. To the best of my knowledge, the case against Zlochevsky, the former minister, was shut down December of 2014. Okay. And right around that time, Burisma starts uh, adding uh, officials to its board. Is that correct? Understanding is, yes, that uh, Zlochevsky invited uh, a series of new individuals to join the board in 2014. And do you know what his strategy was in adding officials to his board? I have never met Mr. Zlochevsky. Okay. And who are some of the folks he added to the board? Uh, the most prominent person he added to the board was the former president of Poland, Alexander Kwasniewski. And anyone else? There were a number of others, including some Americans. And uh, the most prominent one in this context is Hunter Biden. Okay. So Hunter Biden's added to the board of Burisma. Now, do you think that creates a, a, a problem that 
Burisma may be adding people to its board for protection purposes? Uh, sir, I work for the government. I don't work in the corporate sector. And so I believe that companies build their boards uh, with a variety of reasons, mm -hmm. uh, not only to promote their business plans. Was, was Hunter Biden a, a corporate governance expert? I have no idea what Hunter Biden studied at university or what his CV says. Like, is he the, the Jeffrey Sonnenfeld of, of the Ukraine? Uh, I have no uh, awareness or knowledge of what his background was and what he may have done on the border. Okay, so you don't know whether he has any um, business experience in Ukraine prior to joining business board? I, I've heard nothing about prior experience. Okay, no. Do you know if he speaks Ukrainian? I do not. Do you know if he um, possesses any other elements other than the fact that he is the son of, at the time, the sitting vice president? I do not. Okay. Ambassador Taylor, do you know whether Hunter Biden offers anything other than the fact that his dad's the former vice president? I, I don't. Or at the time was the vice president? Uh, I have no knowledge of uh, Hunter Biden. But you would agree he raises questions, right? He was getting paid, I think, $50,000 a month to, to sit on the board. Did you know if he relocated to Ukraine? I'm sorry, Mr. Kessler, say again. Do you know if Hunter Biden relocated to Ukraine? No knowledge. Do you know, Mr. Kent? Again, no knowledge. Okay. So he's getting paid $50,000 a month, but we don't know whether he had any experience. He had any, um, he spoke the language or whether he moved to Ukraine, correct? Correct. Uh, but uh, yesterday you heard an appointment of the president speak in very uh, unambiguous terms, <coughs> a courageous public servant. Uh, the, the devastating testimony corroborated evidence of bribery uncovered in the inquiry and that the president abused power and violated his oath by threatening to withhold military aid and a White House meeting in exchange for an investigation into his political rival. And at the heart of the corruption is this oligarchical, oligarchical system, correct, where, where um, the oligarchs take control uh, often by a virtual theft of, um, you know, for example, the, the right to uh, certain energy licenses, correct? That is one element, yes, sir. And the um, the company Burisma, uh, its its um, leader Sochevsky, he has a, a little bit of a storied history of corruption, doesn't he? Uh, Mr. Zlochevsky was Minister of Energy from 2010-2012 under the pro-Russian government, and he used his regulatory authority to award uh, gas exploration licenses to companies that he himself controlled. That would be considered an act of corruption in my view, yes. And certainly self-dealing. Certainly self-dealing and self-enriching. And how did the Ukrainian government ultimately pursue that? In the spring of 2014, the Ukrainian government, the new government after the Revolution of Dignity, turned to partners, particularly the U.S. and the U.K., to try to recover tens of billions of dollars of stolen assets. The first case that we tried to recover that money came from Mr. Zlochevsky. Serious Crimes Office in the U.K. had already opened up an investigation. They worked with us and the Ukrainian authorities to develop more information. The, the $23 million was frozen until somebody in the General Prosecutor's Office of Ukraine shut the case, issued a letter to his lawyer, and that money went poof. To summarize, we thought, we thought that Mokola Zlochevsky had stolen money. We thought a prosecutor had taken a bribe to shut the case, and those were our main concerns. And are you in favor of that matter being fully investigated and prosecuted? 
I think since U.S. taxpayer dollars are wasted, I would love to see the Ukrainian Prosecutor General's office find who the corrupt prosecutor was that took the bribe and how much it was paid. And that's what I said to the Deputy Prosecutor General on February 3rd, 2015. But in addition to prosecuting the person that took the bribes, shouldn't the organization or individual that sponsored the bribes be prosecuted? I would agree that the Ukrainian law authorities should uphold the rule of law and hold people account for breaking Ukrainian law. So this, this company, Burisma, involved in lots of, lots of criminal activity, correct? I over do not years. know that. But over the years, it's been involved in, in a number of uh, questionable dealings, correct? I would say that it's the largest private gas producer in the country and its business reputation is mixed. Um, so to the extent a new regime is coming in under President Zelensky, it certainly would be fair for the, the new prosecutor, a genuine prosecutor, to, to re-examine old crimes that hadn't sufficiently been brought to justice, right? I believe that the new Prosecutor General, Ruslan Rybashapka, made a statement to that uh, end that they would be reviewing uh, past cases. Mm -hmm. But keep in mind, this is a country where those that commit crimes generally never get held to account. So there's a lot to review. But he got paid millions. Doesn't know, doesn't know anybody in Ukraine. Doesn't know anything about Ukraine. Doesn't know anything about oil, energy or gas. I, I will tell you, it is every American needs to now be angry because what they are doing is that bad and that corrupt. And and to be where you are, they are in the mob and the media and and of course, the Democrats, which is uh, the dirty dossier that we don't care about that. But, but, but Trump Russia collusion is the worst thing ever. We can't have foreign interference. Hey, well, well, four investigations. Okay, but he obstructed. He obstructed justice. No, he didn't. But you don't care about the subpoenaed emails, what Hillary did there? You care about election interference, but you don't care that a DNC operative literally went and met with. A DNC operative met with uh, Ukrainian officials at the Ukrainian embassy in Washington for the purpose of digging up dirt on Donald Trump. And now you've got nothing in a phone call, zero. So you're bringing in people that say so-and-so who talked to so-and-so who talked to so-and-so, 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 so-and-so. They said this, and yeah, that made sense to me. That's why I just assumed that was true. That's what you're getting here. But you can't confront your what You can't talk to Adam Schiff, who lied again yesterday. You wonder why I call him a congenital liar? Because he is. The guy lied to us for three years about Russia, Russia, Trump, Russia, Russia, Trump, Trump, Russia, Russia, Trump. Lied for, we got all the evidence. No, they didn't. They had nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, uh, yeah, we'd like to one day talk to the whistleblower. We're going to call the whistleblower, but uh, yeah, I was less than forthcoming. I, sh I should have been more forthcoming about the my office. Yeah, yeah, we talked. Then you have to say, I don't know the whistleblower. Okay, make up your mind. What kind of country are we going to be here? This is now a defining moment in this country. You don't like the election results? Well, I didn't like it when Obama won. You know what? You suck it up, you move forward. And then you battle on the issue in the arena of ideas and, and you fight for the, for the things you believe in. That's, that's what happens. You lose sometimes in life. It sucks. I'd rather win. I like the I like the economy now much better. 
People haven't lifted a finger to help this country in any way, shape, manner, or form. They've done nothing for three years except this BS. And it it is, you know, the more I watch this, the, the more sickening this becomes. It is despicable. It is disgraceful that this is how low they have sunk. And what? So that if they get elected... And well, we're going to get elected and do what? New Green Deal, $94 trillion. Okay, that doesn't add up. We're going to get rid of oil and gas, the lifeblood of the world's economy, combustion engine, planes and cows eventually. Everything else is free. And we're going to tax, we won't, you can't have Medicare for all, $52 trillion. But you don't have any option for health care on your own. It means you're screwed. Because if you think Obamacare was bad and the promises weren't fulfilled there, what do we do then? Anyway, 800-941-SEAN. We're going to get hit the phones here. All right, to our busy phones we go as we say hi to Jeff is in Austin. Uh, Jeff, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Hi, Sean. Uh, Sean, um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Hey, I hear it in your voice where you're you're really distressed. You're, you're, you're upset, and I understand. Um, no, I, am I, am, I am a pissed-off American today. And okay. I think everybody should be pissed off today. This right, is what they're hurting the country now. This is bull. This is garbage. I understand. But like I said, longtime listener, I remember back in the day, you used to say, let not your heart be troubled. Because in a little over 355 days, we're going to start talking about uh, health care again. We're going to start talking about uh, lower prescription drug prices. Just let not your heart be troubled. You, you used to say that all the time. And I want to encourage you to get well, back. Well, I mean, I, in a way, I, I can't dispute my, you know, the, the, those are not Sean Hannity's words. I mean, it's actually biblical. Biblical. And, yep. and uh, I believe in it completely. And I know in the end, God wins the, the battle. Ultimately, he decides. But, you know, something when you have something as great as the United States of America, and then you have people that are abusing the process, corrupting the process the way these Democrats have been. And you've got these partisan, know-nothing, agenda-driven, lying, conspiracy, theory-peddling, hoax-peddling, smear merchants in the media. It gets, it gets, it gets you a little tired. It gets tiresome. It gets sure. old. I get it. But just try to live by let not your heart be troubled again. All right. When I get there, after a couple of drinks, I'll call you. All right? Maybe it'll be ready. Maybe I'll feel better then. Um, it is it, Thursday. I mean, you only have one more day to the weekend, Sean. Right, you, you're going to start it on me now? Really? You're going to you're going to pile on Hannity because I'm mad. Uh, Donna. No. In, well, hang on. Cheryl, you want to go to Cheryl? Cheryl is in Chicago. What's up, Cheryl? We had a great time in Chicago the other day. How are you? Hi, Sean. How are you? Appreciate what you do and what you stand for every day. Really do. Well, thank you so for giving me this chance. Um, why now with the video in reference to Ukraine? Why is this stuff? Why are we all hearing about it now? Hunter, Nancy, Sam, all these people on board. Why is everyone just getting this information now? Wouldn't this be? Wouldn't this have been useful two, three years from now? Like who was being protected then? And I haven't heard anybody talk about it. I heard your co-host talk about it a tiny bit yesterday. Right. But it's just like a constant Santa list of constant distractions. Who's you know just buying time for Hillary? Like what? 
you know, everybody feels your pain and frustration. But why now? Why this information? Because I want to tell you why is because they they failed. They failed in the election of 2016. They failed with four investigations uh, into their conspiracy theory of Trump Russia collusion. Uh, They have to suspend all intellectual honesty, decency, common sense reason to get there and ignore the Hillary dossier, just like ignoring the Hillary subpoenaed emails, just like ignoring DNC Ukrainian collusion in the in the election, just like ignoring the Bidens. It is, you know, at some point it it, it just has built and it's now crescendoing into what is an absolute shift show, pun intended, that it is, you know, hurting the country. And they don't care. They just dig in deeper. They just they, they they detach from reality further. They bifurcate their brains further. They compartmentalize, justify. And then I think a lot of it is rooted in the fact they think they're better. They think they're smarter. They think we're stupid. They, you know, we get these moments, irredeemable deplorables. Hillary should win 100 million to zero uh, that we are smelly Walmart shoppers and we cling to our God, our guns, our Bibles and our religion. OK, guilty is charged on all counts. And they think they are better and no better. And they I'm telling you, there is a elitist attitude that exists. And that's why Trump won in the first place, because people are sick of them. They're sick of this garbage. You know, say what you will. The guy has fought to keep his promises and his plans are working. All right. Hannity tonight. Uh, we got more of these guys now responding. Steve Daines, Montana, uh, Senator Alexander, uh, Senator Braun, Indiana. Uh, we'll, we'll have the full completed updated list tonight on Hannity. We're loaded up with the news and information about what they are doing to hurt the country and how it needs to stop. Best guess, 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News, the story the mob will never tell you. We'll see you tonight at 9, back here tomorrow.